Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. I hope you've had a chance to listen to part one of this interview on BizBytes. Stay tuned now for part two. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit because you're obviously very driven in this space and I know recruitment came to you later on, as you said, but when, mm-hmm. where did it start off for you? What was the, what was the job that you, were, that you started off or the career path that you started off on uh, in, the, in the early days in your youth? Wow, I started my work at Amart All Sports um, at the Indrapilly store, which is a about 75 metres from my desk now, which is a bit funny, but Amart All Sports is, is, was brought over by Revel, was brought out yep. by Revel. So we had, in Queensland, we had Amart All Sports. Um, I went there for um, school, sent me there for, for um, career work what experience. They, I work can't experience. remember what they called that, the term. Work experience, thank you. Good Lord. Um, you know, and on my first day, the, the managers, you can't talk to customers. I just want you to watch what people do. Um, I had a uniform to wear. Watch what people do, which was a polo. Watch what people do. Put stock on the shelves, tidy the shelves, you know, blah, 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 blah. Don't talk to customers. If a customer asks you a question, say, hey, I'm on work experience and I'll go grab one of the staff. You can do that. I went, yes, I can do that. And I managed to do that from Monday through to Wednesday. Um, And on the Thursday, it was roughly midday and a lady and her son, uh, the lady tapped me on the shoulder and says, excuse me, can you show me where the soccer shorts Ah, she's looking to purchase some soccer shorts. Um, and I was putting them out. You know, I had this big box of soccer shorts that were about to go out. I said, yeah, they're just over there. But this whole box that I've got in front of me is going to be soccer shorts. So we're going to have new styles, new sizes, all these sorts of things, blah, 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 blah. And she, she had this sort of look on her face like, oh, do you mind if we have a look in the box? Because it was, you know, nothing. Mm. It was just some different stuff. And I went, yeah, yeah, for sure, you know. And um, the intrigue was real. So... Um, opened up the box and we found his size and, and whatnot with his particular diamond pattern shorts and he loved them and it lit him up and it lit me up. Mm. Um, this this kid, you know, this kid would have been seven or eight and I was, what, 15, grade 10, and it lit me up. You know, and that's when I went, I really get, I've always got a kick out of helping people. Um, you know, I've done some, I've had good experience working in like the Endeavor Foundation and, and things like that, um, just as an experience, just to help out. And it, it fills my cup. I keep saying that, but, you know, you'll bear with me. But um, anyway, so I walked this woman over to the soccer, to the um, socks. I said, we've got all these socks on special over here. Oh, and we've got the, we've got new balls. And she ended up walking out with about $300 worth of gear. And I'm helping her carry all this stuff up to the counter. And the sales manager pops his head out of the curtain from the back room and says, Terry, with the, you know, the come hither look on his face. And um, and he just just walked away and I followed him into his office and he said, shut the door, sit down. And I thought, oh, God, here we are, I'm in trouble. Um, and he said, you know, what did I say to you on Monday? I said, don't talk to customers. And he goes, but you talked to her, didn't you? And I went, yeah. And he goes, and I saw her carry all that gear up to the front counter. And I went, yeah. And he goes, it was about $300 worth of stuff. And I went, oh, okay. And he goes, what do you think you work here, mate? I went, no, I'm sorry, I don't work here. And he goes, well, do you want to? <laughs> I went, what? He said, do you want to? And I went, yeah. And he threw a polo at me, like one of the workers' polos. But there you go. You now work here. You start now. Can you work till nine? It was a Thursday. I remember ringing mum. I was crying. <laughs> I rang mum <laughs> and um, said, you know, I've got this job. Can you come pick me up? And she's like, oh, that's wonderful. So, and that started off my career in 
in sales, you know, it was a it was a fluke. Um, it was that buzz that I got though from helping that kid, from helping that lady and her child. That that, Isn't that, that light was incredible. So I almost had the polar opposite uh, to to you. So my first job was in Grace Brothers, obviously now Myers these days. Wow, yeah, and yeah. Uh, working in a very small store, and uh, I was working in the menswear section. And woman came up to me and said, "Oh, can you tell me where?" whatever section was and um and i said sure and i started walking her towards that section now it wasn't a big store but i started walking her towards that section and i got told off by my manager afterwards you're allowed to point in the general direction you're not allowed to uh, engage with them you're not allowed to take them uh on that journey it was just that whole idea of customer service was just not part of what they wanted to offer at the time um, I, I don't know what the rules are with uh, with Myers these days. That was a very very long time ago, um, but it was. Uh, it, I think the rules at Myers these days are to make sure that no one can find you to ask you for help. Well, I think that's that the rule well. now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and and it's funny, but it's it's just the um, and it's almost like I knew I didn't want to be in sales anyway at that point. Um, that it wasn't my thing, and and nor was that sort of front facing retail. Uh, ideas. So, you know, it's interesting how yeah. those early jobs really do um, take you on a bit of a, a journey, and 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 you've definitely been on a significant one. And it's it's interesting how there's that the parallels from what turned you on in that in that gig to what's you're doing now. There's a direct comparison, even though you've gone on this journey of going through a whole bunch of other things and and seemingly choosing the recruitment thing in a random way, mm. but it almost chose you in a random way right from the very beginning. Um, you know, yeah, well, you know, I spent, um, it was, bef- you know, I left AMR All Sports and then spent the best part of 20 years in cars, you know, BMW, Audi, um, little dabble in Ferrari and Maserati and whatnot. And it's, it was my time in the car industry that changed so drastically. The car industry changed so dramatically for me. It went from, and I was very lucky to, to when I first started in this industry to work with some really good operators, some warm operators, some you know managers and and whatnot who understood that consulting um, was the way forward and selling was not. Um, I've always had an issue with selling, um, so to speak. I think that there, uh, I think there's just an, a like a wall of sandpaper between the client. And the and the salesperson, it's very difficult to 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 um, to peel back um, with selling. Um, so, but the industry went from you know from having an opportunity to consult and manage and and um, really as I keep saying, find solutions and help people and and to get that kicker. It it changed to a churn and burn industry. You know, it was sell or burn, and and, and you know, I went from you know talking to clients to filling out spreadsheets and all this sort of garbage, and 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 I understand that filling out spreadsheets are important, but it just wasn't wasn't for me. It wasn't. Um, I gave it about five years too many. Mm. I really did. Um, it, it's that that whole car sales space now is is entirely different to what it used to be, and is not a place. That's why I said earlier I put it in my rearview mirror, pun intended. Um, so I yearned for a position consulting looking after people finding solutions you know and and um and i i read an article actually in the australian about recruitment and where it's gone where it's going and i thought yeah maybe that maybe that's for me you know Mm. i I actually looked at a certain i looked at a number of not-for-profit groups as well um to see what i can do in that sort of space and and i just sort of fell on on recruitment had a you know my, my my initial 
um, start to recruitment was pretty awful. Um, and then, you know, when I worked for, a, for a, a different company that, you know, really understood that, you know, character is important and that, that we understand that, um, that we're, we're dealing in people's lives, <laughs> take that on board and keep it front of mind. Um, that sort of helped me understand that care and regard was their MO. And, you know, it gave me an opportunity to really realise that that there are, like I said earlier, there are holes in recruitment in Australia and, and you know, we, we work from within those holes, intrinsically from within those holes to offer a difference, a different service. Um, you know, a lot of what we do for our clients in the way of service is done behind the scenes with our candidates. You know what I mean? And by the by, the by virtue of we, the, the the fashion of which we we look after our candidates and the sort of like I said before, the care and regard and the questioning that is involved with our candidates helps our clients dodge bullets um, and helps them find staff with stickability that'll hang around and grow within their business and by virtue of that grow their business as well. And that that's um, that's the three sixty. That's for me. That's the, the full circle of of recruitment the way it should be. You know, it should be win-win. Um, it shouldn't be any less than that. And, you know, the, the end result is long-term employment um, and a brighter future for both the candidate and the, and the client. You know, not just, oh, we've got a guy out, you know, see if that works, fingers crossed. Oh, no, that one didn't work. Well, let's try another one. And you end up with all this uncooked spaghetti all over the floor and nothing sticking, you know what I mean? It's something that we want to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, look, I love the way that your business operates and that uh, I think you, you know, being client-centric makes a huge difference, or candidate-centric, I should say. Um, I, mm. I, I think it makes a huge difference the way you operate and the idea of, of making sure that the people that are involved on either side of the fence are excited, turned on, uh, have their cup filled, as, as you've uh, termed it, uh, is such an important differentiation and so fundamental, I think, these days, you know, with so many people making lifestyle-based decisions on on the kinds of jobs that they want to have, that re-examining of priorities that I think really happened as a result of the COVID period, uh, you know, it's 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 ripe to have a an agency such as yours that's there that is thinking about things in a different way and has obviously been brought about by a huge amount of experience that you've had over a long period of time. And even though it may seem random that you've ended up in recruitment. I, I would suggest that it's probably was always going to happen uh, as a result yeah. of those. As I, a result of those. I've sat and thought that exactly. Yeah, I've sat and thought about that myself. And I look, have. and I can, and 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 you know, at this point, kind of to end the podcast, I often ask the guests about the uh, hut moments that their um, their clients have, and and what and what. Um, you hope that others will realise and would realise a little bit sooner that they're going to have. And I think it's pretty obvious, though, in, in your case, that the aha moment happens when they actually, the right people end up in the right spaces and that it's not uh, just a matter of ticking boxes, that it's actually taking the time yes. to to have a human, have human contact and understanding and bothering to, to align people correctly. Yeah, I think that aha moment for me was when we first started um, Recruit Force. There was a, a client that I'd been dealing with for a number of years um, with previous agency that I was with, um, and they have just general labourers. And I like that. I like their business. I'm I'm actually pretty selective who I who we work with. I think that whoever I work with needs to look after the candidates that we send forward. Um, I find onboarding process to be abysmal across the country, unfortunately. and But having said that, a lot of businesses don't know their onboarding processes are awful because they don't really know what onboarding processes are. But this particular client that I had 
has wonderful onboarding processes. They have a, have a good business. They take on laborers. You don't really need to be skilled in any area, but, you know, and within their factory, which is a very clean factory, there are about seven or eight different points around that factory um, that you need to learn and you, you don't spend any longer than two weeks on any one point. So you get to move around, you know. So, um uh, for, for me, that resonated. For me, someone with my sort of personality, um, I could never sit on a machine or sit in one area doing the same thing, same, uh, you know, day in, day out, hour after hour, day after day, month after month. I couldn't do it. It would drive me crazy. So I just assume everyone else was the same way. I've since learned that is not the case. But um, this particular agency, when I when the previous one uh, um, went down and we started Recruit Force, I approached them and said, hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing um they needed they, they always need six or seven people because there's people leaving quite often so the, the revolving door out the front for employment spins pretty quickly at this place it's and the only reason is they pay um they don't pay quite as much as other people do and they've found that people will sniff out a dollar more an hour and then leave and then end up coming back later on going well the work here is a lot better and you guys are nicer can i come back to work but that's a different story but my aha moment early on in the piece was when it came together for me so when I, I make sure that our piece, our, our piece and our PC balances are not um, tipped, make sure the scales are nice and even. So my promises and my production capabilities. So we, I approached this particular business and said, "Hey, look, this is where we are. This is what we're doing now." And he said, "We need seven people." Um, they've already had another a couple of recruitment agencies they were dealing with, so we were just on the top. You know what I mean? We were just another option for them. Um, and over the space of about three months, I put two people forwards. So we had a meeting. Uh, they called a meeting. The general manager called a meeting. I was involved in this meeting. And she said, hey, you know, we've, we have, we've approached you and four staff and you've put two people forward in, in a fairly long period of time. We want to know what, what the problem is. We'd like you to give us some feedback just to help us attract staff. And I said, I don't think it's about attracting your staff. I think it's about more about sort of keeping your staff. But when it comes to attracting your staff, that's what I do. And she said, yeah, you've only put two people forwards in three months. You know, is, are, we, is it, are we just a side gig for you? Or I said, well, okay, how many other recruitment agencies do you have? And they said, we have two others. And I said, how many have they put forward? And they've put forward, I think it was like eight and 10 each. And I said, so how many of the eight and 10 that they've put forward are still working for them? There was one between them. Hmm. It was one between them. So they were doing the throw and the cooked spaghetti up against the wall to make us where it's cooked. You know, they were doing that. So, and I said, so the two people that I've put in, how are they going? One of them's the supervisor in there now, but at that time he was um, just going great guns. And there was a lady that we put into there into their sewing department. And then she was running the sewing department very quickly. I said, so that's the caliber of people I'm putting forwards. I'm putting forwards everybody, everyone who I believe will help your business, but I'm putting forwards people who I think your business will help at the same time. Otherwise, I'll give you people who will work fabulously and they'll do a great job for two or three weeks and then they will leave themselves to go somewhere else. Mm. Um, and the look on her face wasn't, you know, the look, the look on this lady's face was, wow, yeah, I absolutely 100% see what you mean. That makes sense to me now. And that was my first aha moment to go, our processes work. What we do works. I'm never going to find someone 15 staff. If they need 25 staff quickly, I'm not going to find them 25 staff quickly. I could throw 25 candidates at them reasonably quickly, but I'm not going to find them 25 staff quickly. So I don't let my promises, my production capabilities get all mixed up and ruin my reputation. I will say to them, we'll send you the people we think you can help and the people who can help you. And mm -hmm. that may not be as many people as you think, 
but my people will stick. It won't, there'll be no suck it and see approach. Um, you know, that, that sort of suck it and see approach ruins a reputation. A reputational damage is probably the number one killer of recruitment agencies in Australia, other than total incompetency. But, um, you know, so that that for me, that was my first aha moment. I have aha moments like that quite often. And it's nice to see that I was part of sitting down from the beginning on a kitchen table and writing down the rules from the beginning, you know, and to see them come to fruition and to see clients go, wow. And that's different. Like it's a breath of fresh air, and um, that those sorts of aha moments are, are um, part of what makes this industry worth it for me. Because this is a tough industry to be in. It's a tough industry to stay in. It's a tough industry to succeed in, honestly. And um, we're still here, and we're strong, and we won't change anything that we do going forward. So our growth may not be as quick as a lot of other recruitment agencies, but um, but it's strong. And um, and you know, my moral compass is facing the right direction every time I leave this building and that's important to me and um and our growth I think, will, will... I think it's what's really what's really interesting about this approach that occurs occurs to me as well is that um recruitment from my experience as well and I've I've, I've dealt with a few recruitment agencies in a you know uh, professional capacity as well uh over the years and and often as you say it is about right they're constantly getting new recruiters. They're constantly, it's a churn and burn kind of scenario in the way that they operate as, as well as what they are di- di- divvying out for um, for various businesses. And they work on the basis that people will stick around in a job for 18 months, two years, and then they get another crack at recruiting and it's kind of built on that. But what I see is, is the difference is that if you get the right people, in the right place, they're going to stay longer. But not only are they going to stay longer, they're actually going to enjoy what they're doing and contribute more. So the opportunity to for the business to grow is far greater. And the opportunity for you as a recruiter is to recruit for new positions, not for the same one that you filled a year or two prior. Mm. And, and yeah. I think that that's, it, it is a real shift uh, in the way people uh, in the way it's being done, and and look, and there are, I guess there are, you know, the other recruitment companies exist for a reason, and that's fine. Yeah, but I think the people yeah. that the people that want something more from uh, from the whole process and want to find something that they're going to stay in for a while, and equally have someone that you can recruit that's going to stay in a while, that's going to marry up with your business, is a much sounder. Uh, approach to it all and um you know i think that's that's a huge win to be able to to do that i know the business is still relatively young but um you know it's you've been going for a few years now and it's and um yeah, two years it's, yeah. it's um it's it's full credit to to you to doing this differently and having the foresight to be doing it um you know and i, I really appreciate you sharing the journey with us uh, on how you got there, but also on uh, on the journey that your your clients are having as well, because I think that's uh, hugely important for people to uh, to understand and appreciate. And what we're going to do, uh, as we do with all of our guests, we're going to include lots of details with our show notes on how people can get in touch with you and connect with your agency and and for and and you personally as well for you know any number of reasons that people will want to contact you. So we'll do that yeah. as part of as part of our show notes. And hope that- <laughs> that uh, everyone out there that's looking for someone uh, on whatever side of the fence you're sitting to to uh, have a different approach to recruitment, uh, definitely encouraging you to get in contact with Terry and his business 
um, you know, I think it'll make a huge difference to you. So thank you so much for being a fabulous guest on uh, on BizBytes. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been good fun. Excellent. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening in. And uh, also a little tip, um, as Terry mentioned a little bit earlier on a couple of times, uh, Neil was uh, Neil Fairley was uh, one of the one of his uh, business contacts or really the owner of the business. And Neil also was on the program a little while ago. So please do look up the episode with Neil as well, because his is also a fascinating journey. And of course, stay tuned for coming episodes of BizBytes. BizBytes is brought to you by ComTogether for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.